1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 down to 22. Verse 8 to 22. Say, finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. Amen. And the voice you hear is the voice of Pastor Sinclair. Hallelujah. Praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise. This morning I believe that the Holy Spirit has something special for us. And I want to thank our senior pastor for giving me this opportunity to stand here in his stead to minister the word. Papa, thank you, sir. I also want to thank God for the ministers in the house. Uh, we are here for something good. We are here for something wonderful. That the Lord will mold our lives. The Lord will tune us to where we are supposed to be. You know when you are, you put your radio in a particular station. And if it is not right on the point. If it is not the one of uh, where you press keys, but you hold, you have to hold something to tune. Sometimes you will be holding two stations. Have you noticed that? You see this station, and then when you hear A here, you will hear K there. And sometimes our Christian lives are like that. But I believe that today the Lord wants to, so that we will put our station on the right place. This morning, by God's grace, we are looking at a topic, faithful disciple. Uh, I look at it that if somebody is faithful, then that person must be a disciple who is very, very practical. So this morning, we will go to some very serious practical Christianity. Uh, nowadays, some people used to think that, oh, so far as you can speak in tongues, when you can speak in tongues then you are a Christian oh yeah I believe in speaking in tongues and, uh, but speaking in tongues with crooked life is dangerous 
Some of us we believe they said yeah, this is a powerful Christian. No, he can look, he can cast out demons. It's a powerful man of God. A powerful man of God, you can cast out demons and you have a crooked life. And you are not the Christian you're supposed to be. I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to every one of us. And before we leave here, may we be molded for his glory and praise. Let us pray. Dear Father, we come this morning to thank you. I want to praise you for giving us such a wonderful time. Thank you, Lord, for what you are ready to do in our lives. Father, you have used the choir to speak to us that we should not go back. We will not go back to our vomit. We will not go back for what you have died for. May you tune us that our hearts, our spirits, and our souls, Lord, will be in tune with you. Lord, we will not hold the station of the devil and still want to be in thy kingdom. Help us, Lord. But dear Holy Spirit, we should not live here the way we came. May every garment that is of filthiness, that is not to your glory, that is not to your praise, be taken away from us. And Lord, clothe us, Lord, with thy garment of praise, thy garment of righteousness. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 to 22. I want to believe God to be like my papa, to do some more teaching than preaching. But I cannot teach without preaching. I'm more of a preacher than a teacher. But I pray, Holy Spirit, give me that grace. To teach your word. Amen. One day I was coming from a city in Nigeria called Benin City, and uh, we were turning a very sharp curve. And I heard the Holy Spirit in the car. He said, Teach, preach. I said, What is that? Teach, preach. I said, Huh? This year I'm saying it's around 1991, thereabout. And from that day, I decided that even though I see myself being a preacher, anytime I'm anywhere, I want to teach and preach. And I discovered that that is what Jesus was doing. He always teach and preach. Because if you are in a church and the pastor is always teaching, 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 you have good knowledge and you will be a cake Christian. If you have a pastor who is a preacher, every day, hey, wow, wow, yeah, say yeah, you, you, when they finish service, oh, today the service was powerful. As our pastor is a powerful man of God, but as the people, some basic truth of the Bible, nothing in the head. Nothing in their heart because they have who heart. Yeah, preach on. That's it. I believe it. So from 1991, I have loved when I see teachers of the word. I always cherish. 
This morning, I want you to be facing a reality. We are having a practical Christian life. And God expects us to be faithful Christians. I have seen Christians who, uh, even pastors, they say they are Christians. And they, are, they know them as men of God. I remember a pastor in Nigeria. He used to visit one of the deacons in the church. He's from another town to another town. And whenever he gets to that town, that place is bigger, so he do rest there. And anytime he gets there, he, gets, he goes to the house of this deacon. The deacon's daughter and the children, they are all in the choir. Lo and behold, the pastor pregnated the daughter of the deacon. Not only he pregnated her, she also went into abortion. The young lady died. I'm not telling you a story. I did not read it in a book. Practical things that happen. So there are people in the church who call themselves Christians. Some hold even some big titles. But they don't have practical Christian living. What is the practical Christian living? The Bible said that the Lord delivers us from sin unto righteousness. We were transformed from darkness to light. So if we are children of light, then we must bear the fruit of the light. So this morning, there is going to be a divine touch in our lives. I pray that every one of us will yield ourselves to the Lord. May God help us. Now let's go straight to the scriptures and let's, I have some few points I just want to speak on and I'm believing, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit so serious that without him I can't do nothing I can't say any meaningful thing so let's look at it, say finally all of you when you read the book of uh, the book of Peter's you discover that he was dealing with every bit of life from husbands to wives to children, you know, and then even in your occupation, everything that about your living, practically, how you should order your life. But here he comes and he said, finally, all of you, there is something I want all of you to know, all of you, not some of you. Hello? I used to have a dickie in my church. He said, Pastor, you know me already. As for me, my heart, uh, you know, I'm a quick-tempered person. That is my, uh, that is only the area that uh, you should not be a Christian. He said, as for me, this area is a no-go area. This man can be angry and he, if you see his eyeballs will change. You know? But at the end of the service, he will tell you that he's going to cast out demons. I say, cast the one inside you first. You can't be a Christian and then you become a... Sometimes it is the Bible said there's time for everything. Sometimes you need to be very furious. You need to be very angry against everything. Uh, last week I was telling somebody in the mortuary and I said if you are a human being, a Christian and where you're supposed to laugh and you frown your face something is wrong with you. You are sick. If where you're supposed to laugh, you frown your face. And also where you're supposed to be angry. And then you begin to laugh. 
They say, huh? What sort of person is this? This serious issue and you are laughing. You are, I mean, you're supposed to be more. So this morning God is saying all of you, not some of you, not the pastors alone, not the deacons, not the Sunday school teachers, but every child of God, this is what is expected of us, that we will live in harmony with one another. A Christian should live. There are some people in the church. And you say, Oh, let's see. This person say, No. Where they are meaning cow. This person, I am not in tune with him. And we are in the church. Some people say, Oh, let us visit this brother. I know. It's not my class, oh, this one. Say, no, go area. So you have people that you segregate. You are not in harmony. There are some people, you don't even want to see their eye, but when you see them, they are coming, you pretend and tend to, as if you are looking at these houses there. Because you want to avoid them. You don't want to have anything associated. No, a child of God should not be like that. Whether in your office, whether in the church, whether among your family, don't have some of your family members that these are my people. That sort of Christian, you bring division and strife among people. Because you always look at the fault of someone. Uh, have you seen what he has done? Have you, did you hear what she said? And it brings division. So we need to be in harmony. We need to be together with one another. We should be, we should have good conscience towards one another. It's a spectrum of us. Your children. See some, the other day somebody was telling me, he said, look, my own mother. Mothers, are you here? You were, just last Sunday we were celebrating Mother's Day. And the brother was saying, my own mother has divided with the children. No harmony. She has caused chaos between the children. Why? If the children are together and they send 100 Ghana CD to Mama, everybody is away. Now they just send 100 Ghana CD to Mama, or, or 1,000 to Mama, or 500 to Mama. But when she succeeded in dividing the children, when John gave, uh, Matthew would not know. Julie will not know. Grace that is not aware. So, she can collect from everybody what she wants. A mother, she's, I mean, she doesn't watch it. Meanwhile, not because that Kojo is not doing well, but he just wants to separate the children. And some of you are here like that. You have separated your children. So that you can rule them. I've separated your brothers and sisters. It's only you they love. Everybody must come to you, but you have divided people's mind against the other. You are not living in harmony. Said we should be sympathetic. We should have what the three people call a bad you should, we should feel for one another. The other day, we lost somebody in this church. And why we were in the funeral? Me, that day, I cannot even, even talk. I saw people who were laughing. 
I don't know how they could just, you know, a heartbreaking. I say, how? How could we love somebody like this? So dear to us. And you were laughing. Somebody even was preaching, was speaking, and he made a statement. The people started laughing over the statement like he has made some blunt in the English language. I said, how can you be in such a sad situation? And you begin to think about grammar. Hear what? I became, I'm touched. I do not even want to talk to someone because when I open my mouth, I feel like crying. How can we lose such a dear one like this? We are not sympathetic. We don't even feel, oh, someone will say, well, let us go home and let's go and enjoy ourselves. How can you lose a dear one and you say to yourself, you don't, it, does, it looks like, it does, I mean, it's not, it's not anything to you. We must, they said, oh, somebody find car. Look at what somebody has done to you. You must feel for the person. What can move you to go to somebody's house and say, I want to go and visit? It's because you are thinking of the person. Sometimes you take your phone, you want to find out what is happening, what is the next thing to do. So God expects us to be very sympathetic. God expects us to love the brothers. He said, love is kind. Love is good. Love does not count evil against the other. It is expected of us not to think of evil of people. If you are such a human being that you are always thinking of evil, do you know why he said this? See, 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 see. Can you imagine? So every statement, action of somebody, you have some evil thing against. It's a bad attitude. And as Christians, it ought not to be. Even in your office, somebody has made a very silly mistake. And you come, the way you will talk to the person, oh brother, this thing you did is not very good. You would have done like this. Oh, they say we are human beings, we are subject to mistakes. You have win the person's back. But if you come with blunt languages, ah, now when since you're a graduate, you are a graduate, and you, you did this, you will set fire in your office. A child of God, you should be able, you should be the element to calm situations, to bring encouragement. You don't need for someone, somebody is being hurt, and then you have to be. Nobody have to tell you that you have to be in the feeling of that person. You see. You see some Christians that even when they see a mad person, they will be laughing. Say how? Unbelievers should laugh at a mad person because they don't have compassion. They don't have feelings. But when I see a mad man or a mad woman, I have some two mad people in Nwa as my friends. If I park my car here, they will pass by everybody's car. They will come to my car. Oh, daddy. Today I have no eating. Where is my trousers? Where is my? I mean, they are my friends. 
The other day, I went to go and buy kinky. I have uh, some soup and stew at home. I said, let me just go and buy some kinky and take care of myself. My wife was not at home. And then when I bought the kinky, this madman while I was there came. He said, Daddy, today nothing. Oh, I have no eating. I said, ah, is that it? Would you like to eat kinky? I said, yes. Yeah. Give this man kinky. Give this man some chinam. Of course, I only need just two balls of kinky. And then I spend, I end up spending more on the madman than myself. Hold on. Then the, the woman was saying the kinky asked me, say, Pastor, do you know this man? I want you to listen to the question very well. He said, Do you know this man? I said, I not that I know the man. He is my friend. What are you talking? I said, yes, the man is my friend. You know, I put, the reason I can call him my friend is that I put myself in his shoes. That in case I, I am mad, how would I like others to treat me? That is why I have that. I said, when I was a sinner, even though I'm a sinner, Christ died for me. The, the, the scripture we read, it says, he said, look, if Christ, the righteous one, died for the unrighteous, you is a big man. He's a big woman. You see somebody is just a cleaner. The smile you give to this cleaner. Oh my God. He said, if nobody if nobody encourages me, the life of this man. A child of God, you should be the smile in the faces of people. There was a story that was told that a, a, a child of God who was working in an office and there, uh, he, he is the only person that when he's entering the factory, he have time for the gate man. He will salute you. Oh, what is he are you okay? Oh. And then you pass. All the others with their suit. Open the door. Who shall scream on you? But this man always has some kind of humor. So one day, this man entered the factory. Everybody has passed. And normally when he is going home, he will still stop at the gate, man, and have time with him. Just one or two minutes. He is the only one who does that. He is a child of God, so he doesn't see somebody as inferior. You know, some of us, we have some people as inferior. But I mean, I have been telling people, I said, those of us who we wear big, big coats in the church, we don't have money. The people who have money in the church, who are big people, they wear lacoste when they come to church. <laughs> wear some simple thing. So if you are looking, like those of you who are traders, there are many of you who are traders, businessmen, and you have driven big time customers away. Because when you see the way they appear, they wear ranek or lacoste. You look at him, you assess him. Now we see the Okita. So that is why you, you say, oh, people are not coming to my shop. You have driven them away. Because you select men. Who tell you? 
I said the people who really have uh, Nigeria call it Ikwego. I also call it uh, what they call Ibo say Igo. Gameke Shika. They don't. They, get, they are very simple guys. When my father was alive, I used to tell him, I say, Daddy, whenever I come to visit you and you see I'm well dressed, that is the day I don't have anything in my pocket. <laughs> the day you see me, that oh, I come with some kind of anything, you know, <laughs> yeah, then I'm well. I am well. <laughs> because when you are well and you dress so gorgeously, people's eye will be on you. Uh-huh. But when you do, you have you know, I mean, so don't assess people. You look at people and you select them, you weigh them. This one has money, this one don't have this, and then you cause confusion. You should be simple and like this church. Every cleaner in this church is my friend. Every security in Calvary Baptist Church, whether Shashi or Adabraka or in Sanwam or Botiano, anywhere I go, they are all my friends. Because I see them that they are potential human beings just like you and I. So this man, forgive me, this man, everybody pass. And this man who used to have time with the gates man, yes, did not pass. So the security man said, ah, today my friend has not passed. He entered into the factory. Almost everybody virtually has passed. So he said, ah, where is this? He was moving then. He was moving. Suddenly, he got to a place, was hearing some movement. You know, when you are in these uh, coasters and deep this thing, when you are even talking, they can't hear your voice because the doors are well locked. But the security man saw his figures, you know, moving. He saw that there's somebody there. And he opened the door. They have locked this friend inside the cold room. The other workers were going and they did not watch well. And they, somebody accidentally locked the gate, the door. It was the security man who opened it. I said, I was locked. So guess what would have happened? If he had not been, you know, compassionate and friendly and humble to the security. There are some of you, the way you treat your house girls, your house helps and this, eh? you are not a Christian at all. Hey! Who? Hey! Come! No! And you talk to your children, hi, how are you? I'm fine. And you treat somebody's child suffered the way you suffer to burn your children and yet you treat them like they are no people they are, they are not actually important say do not pay evil for evil as a Christian you don't have to when you say where do you know where no baby no whether in your house among your family no you, you are a child. The reason you are a Christian is because you have been delivered from evil. If you are here and you have such attitude, the reason why we are sharing this message is that you should be able to tell God, God, have mercy on me. 
a child of God, you should not pay evil for evil. You know, like when we are driving on the road, those of us who drive, somebody will just cross you like this. And when you say, oh, why? He will, even, he will use his gun. Your father. Huh? You cross me, you also gump me. But you should not say that way. <laughs> Don't do that. You see some people, when they get small chance, they hold their brake. Say, hey, pass. Because you cross him at the other end, whether mistakenly or carelessly or intentionally, you cannot tell. But you just want to revenge against the person. This morning, God is saying to us, we as children, when even somebody have done you evil, he said, pay them with good. Some even we treat our husbands and wives like that. Eh. Oh, I we Or There be no, no, no. Eh. A whole Christmas, a whole Mother's Day, one year, baby. Because of Mother's Day, you would touch. Even when you say, oh, wait, is my food ready? Huh? you punish your husband because he has done something you don't expect you punish your wife because she has not behaved well you pay evil for evil even in your own house even among your own children you treat them like that no if somebody has done evil correct it but play your part. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't behave like that. Even when somebody insults you, you know, like I still come to the drivers. Papa will bear me witness. Somebody will pass by you and say, because you don't know what you have even done. Say, we are boapa, oh mommy, papa, you are boa, you say, thank you, sir. Yeah. Let, let the pardon says, Oh, sorry, sir. And sometimes when people sit in the car with the person, you say, Ah, the person you are insulting is telling you good. Sorry, sir. This one, sir, you are still insulting. A child of God, even on the road, let people know that not you put a sticker at your back. Jesus is all in all. He's my everything. But when you drive on the road, there is no sign that shows that you are a child of God. Somebody is in between two hurdles, want to join the road, and you have the authority, you are on the main road, just to pave way for the person who come. No, you will not do it. You see some people crossing, you come. You, the way you even show your and unfortunately, when they look at the back of your car, Jesus is my savior. Cover at eh. God in action. Say, eh, so this is how God is in action. My brothers and sisters, God is calling us that even on the road, even in your office, even in your home, don't pay evil for evil. Shine righteousness. Shine goodness. Somebody you give him way today. 
Because most of the time, the people you, you know, apply the same way with you. On Monday, you give him chance to go. Tuesday, you will be there. When he sees you, I've seen people like that. They will stand and they are honing me. Beep, 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 beep. Before I say, oh, then before I will maybe when I enter the room, I see that, oh, it's uh, somebody who knows me. Somebody that I've been good to, and maybe it unto. So he wants to, you know, show his kindness that, that he today you to have the chance. Wherever we are, it is expected of us that when people insult us, we should not reply. Sometimes we are human, we are very tempting. It's very, very tempting. Sometimes some people say certain things if you are not careful before you know it. The language that has come from your mouth, you can't pack it. You can't reverse it. But we have to be conscious and tell ourselves that Lord, today even as I go, may my words be a blessing, an encouragement to somebody. May somebody who is confused one day a man came to hit at the back of my car. Not that we are on the move. We have packed. He was coming from far behind. He came out. And when I came down, I asked the man, oh, there's a brother who is here. He witnessed that. Hey, my brother. Yeah, yeah, you were there on Tema Road. At, we're just sloping down from Sakumono to Kev to Tema. This man was driving a CD car. Oh, Papa, what is this one? We have, I have pack. You are coming from this. Not that we are moving. Oh, but, but did you see the car? He said, my brother, Wahala. Problem. I believe the wife maybe must have chastened him that morning. So the confusion, you know, from the house. The people that offends you most it's your husband and wife. The people who can offend you most, they are always with you. Even when you turn your body, you are there. <laughs> you want to pass, they are there. Your brother who is in Kumase and you are in Accra cannot offend you like your wife or your husband. The people who can, uh, look, who can offend you most is your life partners. And if you are able to tolerate your wife or your husband and be kind and merciful, people will tell you, charity begins at home. So if you see a crooked man in the church, it's a crook, more crooked at home. If you see a woman who is rough in the midst of women, go to her house, the husband is dead. My friend, I'm saying that you cannot be a Christian in the church and be what you call an evil person in your office or at home. May God give us the grace that we can live a life to bring glory and honor to God. Sometimes, and then like as I was saying, Nice as the man. He said, I thought you are driving CDs. Hey, Papa. Wow, problem. Say, oh, is that it? Then people came, people, some fisheries, you know, who were very close to me, and they came. This one came from the back. This brother was going straight to them. I don't know how he noticed my car. He just stopped and he came. He said, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. 
I let the man go. He said, what do I do? I said, nothing, go. I will repair my car. That time, this my car was very, it was not even two weeks old. The car was not two weeks old. I said, not, we're, we're not emotional. But who knows that this man with us, ah, when everybody came, they say, pastor, pastor. You can imagine if I have hold the man's shirt. And then they now hear that as they say, pastor. Say, hey, is that pastor? But don't take somebody for granted because he's a Christian. Because if you, there are certain things that you can do that if this my eyes can be red. Recently, a man who married one of my sisters said, You are witness. He did not pay bride price. Have four, five children with her. And she went for a second wife. That one, she did the diary and, you know, married her. She was, he was staying with my sister. He was staying with a woman. Unfortunately, my sister passed on. And this man came to the family house for meeting. He was saying, and you see, because we are Jehovah's Witness, my family says that so far as you were able to pay bride price for somebody's second wife and did the wedding, and our own daughter, you did not do anything. You must pay the bride price. Marry her before we bury we bury our sister. Hey! This man said, oh, I'm a Jehovah, we Jehovah Witness. We don't do that. We don't marry the dead. The person is already dead. I said, okay. And everybody was talking. Then the linguist for this man said, We rather you are making such a proverb that is when you slap somebody, you should explain why you slap the person. I said, okay. Do you know the reason the family is bent on you? that you must pay the bride price is because you call our sister a fool. And you are calling all the whole family fools. That is what you are trying to do. You are not pleading. You are not making things amicable. Oh, you need to see Pastor Sinclair when I'm in Asha. When everybody was speaking with low tone, I felt like I was on the pulpit. The man became calm. He was bluffing as this man and his children who said they are Jehovah's Witness. They went to the mortuary, paid the mortuary bill. They wanted to take the body of our sister, go and bury her without the notice of the family. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you a reality. Miraculously, God led me to go to the mortuary. I said, uh, I told the mother, ma, ma, I want to see, because her sister was sick before she died, so I want to see whether the body, so that we can give her more time to know actually the day to fix for her burial. Got there, after looking at the body, I said, oh, let me go and check the, uh, the book, the, the records. I got to the records. They have paid the mortuary bill, fixed a day on the 10th of May. They are coming for the body. What? So I went to the family house and told them that I went to the mortuary on behalf of the family just to be, because I'm more, I have to be concerned. I'm the senior 
son to those uh, family now. My senior brother died uh, about two months ago in February. So if you count the men who are active, I am one. Yes. If not, the, the first. All others are younger or far older, you can't send them. So I used to go to many areas. I went as far about this uh, uh, case, even to Supreme Court. Because the, doctor, the director of the hospital told me, you have to put an injunction on the body there. So I have to seek for legal this thing to stop that move. We came to the meeting when I said, so my friend, how do you treat this family? I said, look, we will dig you out. We will go into things. The man was saying, I said, oh, you don't know. We, we will not talk here and go and sleep at home. One night, we went to Joah Williams, their headquarters. From there to know his branch, the children's branch. We informed them, can this be done? Somebody and his children going to bury their wife because of this? Oh, before you know it. They started calling him. That is how they stopped it. Wherever you are in your family, you have to don't pay evil for evil and stand for the right thing. You, you are a member of Calvary Baptist Church. You know we don't, we are not polygamous church. That is what I told the Jehovah Witness. I say, I never know that this is your sect. You are polygamous uh, sect. I don't know. Today I'm knowing that Jehovah Witness, you practice polygamy. Because how can they leave my sister and then marry a woman after I pay bride price and that? And I was provoking them to action, to take action against the man so that they can stop the thing. You know? You are in the church, you are a Calvarian. Your brother is taking a second wife and you are standing with your brother. Say, Ade, but because it is not you but you are an in-law to a broken home you should not stand for evil but for evil do good Let, even your sister may not be in good tune with you or she's not nice to you but if you know that somebody is robbing your sister more treating your sister please defend her hallelujah this morning God is saying say, look even when we were unrighteous Jesus who was righteous he became righteous God is expecting us not to live our own standard of living he said the way we speak the way we talk of course the greatest area of life where you can do good or evil is communication what do you say the book of James says that if you say that you are a child of God you are a Christian you are born again and you cannot tame your tongue he said then your religion is in vain if you don't know how to talk to your husband as a wife you don't know how to talk to your wife as a husband then your life is full of commas. You must learn how to don't speak evil ways. You must 
train your tongue as a child of God. If there is any prayer to pray about, ask God to deliver your tongue from evil. God, teach me to speak your words. Teach me to, you know, to know how to. I mean, your driver should be able to say that ah, this man is a Christian indeed. He treats me the way he speaks to me eh, as if I'm his friend. Not your driver look at you and he say, Wait, wait, no. I'm sorry. Because the way you talk to him, there's no sign that you are a child of the light. He said, look, even when evil things are being said about you, he said, don't be worried. He said, rejoice. When you have not done any evil and somebody is saying all manner of evil against you, in the book of Matthew, he said, rejoice, for great is your reward in heaven. And he said, the same way they persecuted those uh, prophets who were before you. You see some if you see there were some some church members eh, because a pastor is very close to them. If you see the things they say to their pastor, you will be very, very you can't believe it. Some church members, you are very close because you are close to them. They will address you like you are their gardener. Your pastor. The minute that when you get to your home, your own father, you will ask him. To come and uh, you know work for you, but if you cannot give honor to a man of God who is close to you, there are some men of God who are very, very, very powerful. They see things. They they are very jovial. They are free with you, but that should not make you to take things for granted. Hello, your father, your mother may be very free with you. Your director. Your manager may be very free with you. He doesn't give you the yardstick to say anything you want to say. The Bible says Jesus is sitting, you know, in heaven. He's sitting on the right hand of God. He is so compassionate. He's so kind. He's interceding for us. He's making sure that we live a life that He will see and He say, "Yes, this is my son." Jesus is looking, he's watching. You will behave and say, Yes, this is my daughter. Jesus wants to be proud of you. He's sitting on the right hand of God. He said, You know, right in heaven, they said, God said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Even in heaven, so your name will be mentioned. Say, Look, look at that. Oh, this woman. Oh, this daughter of God. Ah, and then the angels will be coming down with their blessings. He said, righteousness exalt a nation. If as a child of God you cleave to righteousness, oh, God will bless you. God will bless you. And that is the purpose why Jesus died in our state. He died so that we will live a life over sin and evil. This morning, if you are here and you have not given your life to Jesus, you can, you can live the life of Christ. If you are here and you don't have Jesus in you, you can live this sort of life I'm saying. When somebody insults you, know, the next thing is you balance him because you are dead. 
But if this morning you will give your life to Jesus, he will give you this sweet life we are talking about. You will live a wonderful life. Want to come before the throne of grace this morning? Want to come before the throne of God? Maybe you are here, you said, this sort of Christian life, I want to have it. I want to be a child of God indeed. You are here. Please, you can come forward. We will pray with you.